0: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if the butler did it on an all-new Pennyworth, if Dan Slot will ever get his script in, and if Juggernaut was the bitch the whole time. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I am back yet again to host this episode, and if I can't say, I'm on a bit of a streak of being here to host with you guys, and it's just a real honor. Um, My job here as host is to just lead us through all of this comic book TV that we got going on right now, but uh, you know what? Sometimes it scares me to do that. It scares me to do that alone, so I have to bring some friends along. And uh the first friend I want to introduce you to is, of course, Ryan.
1: Uh, how about this shit for a streak? How many episodes have I done without hosting anything? Mm-hmm. So
0: what uh, up now? Is that one you should be proud of? Is this I don't I'm I'm not sure what the vibe is here.
1: Well, I I long ago I said I'd choose not to host, and everybody on the board at Pot Filter was like, No, but we want you, you're the best. I was like, mm-hmm. guys, stop it. Stop it.
2: That's like uh In elementary school, every time there was dodgeball, I chose not to get picked on a team until last. (laughs) I always declared at the beginning, hey, guys, don't choose me until the end, all right, make everybody (laughs) else feel better.
1: Oh, and here's Mike, I guess, or as we call him here at the studio, Windex, because he's got no streaks going at all.
0: Except in
2: my undies. Oh,
1: I'm burnt.
0: A weird vibe, a weird thing to brag about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to eight mile. Ryan tried to make fun of me. I made fun of me worse. I'm sword fishing.
0: <laughs> and again, that's Cat- why you were never bullied in school. That's the key.
1: Cassie, this uh, this intro already has the energy of like what you try to push towards like the back half of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, how does this like? I don't know if this bodes well for this episode.
0: Yeah, I don't think it does. And I think where it went wrong, like you did come in and you hosted for a second and you introduced Mike, and I was gonna be mad, but you did so good at it by burning him. And then, you know, we instantly went to shit streak. So I don't, I don't know where to go from here. Do you just want to, like, now I feel like this shit streak ball is in your hands.
1: Yeah. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: I give you hot potato. this beautiful gift right here. I have to go. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad to be here. So that's all that really matters. We do have a big show coming up. So I need you guys to really, I will have to bring you back, but this is my space for right now. I'll bring you back as a, like a panelist to talk about our main event, which is going to be Pennyworth. But before that, you guys, we have some emails to read. All right, we are here for the bullpen, and we have had tons of emails just piling up, waiting to be read, and we finally worked it into our schedule to get to reading them. So um, are you guys ready to dig into all these delicious emails we sent? Not that we sent, that the people have sent. <laughs> all the people have sent, they want to be heard, and now's their chance.
2: <laughs> that we sent the call for, please <laughs> send us your emails. We sent
0: the back call out, and you know what? The people responded.
1: And Cassie, so, just so uh, you know... um, you don't have to hit print the second that we get one. Like, they are stacking up and stacking up. Your office looks like you're a goddamn hoarder. Just leave them online until we actually need them.
0: No, I like to see them like printed out. I, it makes me feel better to be like just surrounded by these stacks of emails. Okay. It's like what I'm building my throne upon.
1: That's so weird. But also, why do you pin them to your wall and then like have red yarn going from email to email? Like, what conspiracy that's- are you trying to figure out?
0: That's for a future detective to try to figure out and not us right now. So don't yeah, you away. know what? Always
1: confuse a
2: future detective.
0: <laughs> that's somebody else's problem. And that's all I'm here for. Uh, but you guys are here to solve the people's problems on this email. So I'll go to our first one. It is addressed to Dear Leia, C-3PO, and Jabba the Hutt. Uh, one
1: of those I, don't, is, um... I don't want to figure this one out. <laughs> yeah.
0: One of those is <laughs> I a do bummer.
2: Th- I do think Cassie's... 3PO, because you're the smartest of us. Thank you. Uh, Your voice is annoying, and you will always tell us how we're wrong.
1: Only knows one dance, and it's the robot.
0: (laughs) Well, um, three of those were compliments, so thank you.
1: And that
2: makes me laugh. I look killer in a gold bikini.
1: (laughs) And I get killed in a gold bikini.
0: (laughs) You both get to be the as we'll say. Um, All right, their question is, I know, know you guys talk about the shows based on comic books, but did you see that fucking Mandalorian finale? Did you from- see it? Oh, oh God. Did...
2: Should I pull my headphones off? Because I did
1: not see it.
0: I can't believe you haven't seen it. You need to go watch it right now is what needs to happen. All right. Go, go watch. Ryan, you did see this though?
1: Uh, Okay, so spoilers, folks. Uh, take your headphones <laughs> off just like Mike did. Um, I can't, like... Cassie, you are a you are a pretty big Star Wars fan. Um, I've seen you in gear, right? So mm-hmm. I think if you dress up like characters, that means that you are a fan. Um, I, I this gave me fucking feelings that I thought I would never feel again.
0: Okay, I know. I just like to see little baby Yoda. Like, oh, uh, we can't just talk about spoilers. Are we gonna? No, no, we, we sp- just go we, full into it. Yeah, go do it. Oh my god, when he took off his helmet to let little baby Yoda or Grogu caress his face, I like had to hold back tears. It was so precious. And he I will to...
1: I'll let the audience know that Cassie has literally never cried before. So I
0: never in my entire life, not even as a baby, not once <laughs> did I, but when little Grogu just caressed Pedro Pascal's face, it really got me. And he had to then hand him over to Luke, motherfucking Skywalker.
1: That one didn't bother me as much because I'm not a little fucking broken emotional. Little tiny fucking weak bitch, but the one that got the one that made me cry was <laughs> fucking baby, baby Grota, uh, touching the TV, watching his future Zaddy like bust oh. through all of the fucking Dark Lords. <laughs> Woof! I'm, 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 I'm fucking tearing up right now.
0: As he was like, wow, look at him murder, which, oh my god, when he came in and he, we had to see, we got all the Dark Stormtroopers and they were like, I thought I didn't think they were going to make him fight all of them once they like, you know, he shot him off and he had to fight just the one. I was like, that was an easy writing technique to like just make him fight one to give us enough. Right. No. Then we got them all. They would have been fucked, but we got Luke motherfucking Skywalker and we just get to see him wreck shit with a lightsaber. We got so many good lightsaber battles.
1: And even if we did only get that one, what it did, it turned into like it went from a Star Wars movie to a James Cameron movie for a second. Uh, cause he lit the motherfucking robot on fire and the <laughs> robot turned and looked at him and was like, I'm sorry. What'd you say? While he was on fire. <laughs> God damn it.
0: It was such a good episode. I can't believe, I, I can't believe Mike didn't watch it. I don't know. I just want to scream about it. Are you excited for, you watch the thing after the credits?
1: Yeah. I do have a question about that though. Mm-hmm. Th- this thing that you're talking about was not mentioned in the big Disney investor meeting. Yeah. I wonder if it is a new show or if it's just Mandalorian season three.
0: I think it's gotta be a new show. Cause I don't know where they go with Mandalorian. Like, do you think people are still interested if little Grogu is Dude, separated you, from Papa?
1: You can't, no, you just, they're just going to get back together. Like uh, you, you, think? you can't right now at this peak, like it, at this peak popularity, you can't keep them apart. They'll get back together and the Boba Fett thing will be a separate show or like the B story of this next show because Mandalorian comes out in December and the Book of Boba, mm-hmm. which sounds like how you order your juice drink with the little bubbles in it, I, yeah. th- that said, it It comes out December too. So I wonder if it's season three or its own new show.
0: Oh, I didn't know that they, I forgot that they announced both. I thought, I really thought this was the end of Mandalorian. Like I thought that we just like, we got a brief moment of this beautiful show and it was gone forever now.
1: That, I mean, that would be awesome if that's how modern storytelling works but unfortunately money rules all and you can't you can't mm. cancel the mandalorian right now
0: yeah and you can't say they're not sell. they are not going to not sell that beautiful little baby they they just have so many opp- opportunities with him Ugh. have we screamed enough about it do we bring mike back in or do we just want to talk more about it
1: or we just move on to the next email and don't tell mike don't <laughs> <even> tell <laughs> let's <him. laughs> just do the show
0: bye mike hey whoa Oh, hey. Hey, welcome back, Mike. Um, We determined you do absolutely have to watch it, but we do want you here for the rest of these emails.
2: Thank you. All right. I will watch it. I started the intro. Right now, I know it goes boom.
0: You did. You did indeed watch it. I'm so proud of you. All right, you guys. Our second email. The subject is just Marvel 616 ideas. Uh, This was sent by Caitlin. And uh, so they have just sent us over... Uh, their ideas. They seem to think they could do better at this than us. So the first idea that they would throw in for Marvel six one six is how Squirrel Girl Squirrel Girl comics change the world.
1: Okay, I was going to ask if we knew this, Caitlin. And now mm-hmm. I do not need to ask.
2: Yes,
0: we do indeed know this, Caitlin, Caitlin of
2: an un- at unnatural twenties fame.
0: Uh huh. The one and very who uh, lives for Squirrel Girl.
2: <laughs> Verily.
1: Uh yeah, but, I uh, mean Squirrel Girl is one of the few like newer characters of the last like 20 years and one of like really the only characters of the last like 30 years who isn't a legacy character. You know, like Mm -hmm. if we count Ms. Marvel as a descendant of Captain Marvel. I I think it's like her and Deadpool. And that's really it. Oh, it's like since of the two of the last 20 years, at least. Um, But I would not say change. I would still say squirrel girl is pretty low on the, the toady pole.
2: Well, the documentary would be how it changed Caitlin's life. <laughs> okay. yeah. And then what she doesn't know is it's like, you know how you watch Hoarders mostly with like, to feel better about yourself, but also to look at an insight of like, how do these people live? So it'd be that kind of doc. It'd be an hour. She thinks it's all about Squirrel Girl, but then you're just like watching her live the way she lives. We're
1: going to talk about <laughs> 616 later. And Squirrel Girl was a big part of the toy episode. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because th- the photographer documents Squirrel Girl's <laughs> most important moment in her life, right? Yeah, yeah. I love I love how we talk about these people like they're fucking real and our friends. Um,
0: they are
2: realer than most of my friends to me.
1: But yeah, let's, Is do there any more, it- Cassie?
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, do you think no, it yeah, I need to
2: email and only have that
0: one? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> but it, do you think it did help like the comedic side of comics at all? Because I know like it is a more like comedic driven comic. Do you think it improved like that sector of comics? No, because c- we did have.
2: I mean, there was more of it then, right? But we did have Deadpool. We did have Next Wave Agents of Hate. Like, so that there was other comics doing it. She wasn't the first. She's good. Like, I like Squirrel Girl,
0: but wasn't doing it the best. You would say.
1: Do you know what I think? It improved more than comedy comics because it's really hard for comic books to be funny. Um, Is the YA aspect Mm -hmm. of Marvel? You know, Mm -hmm. with with Squirrel Girl and Ms. Marvel, and even going smaller. what's her name, Moon Girl and Devil Moon Dinosaur. Um, I think that it opened up a lot of like, it opened up comic books to a much younger audience, which is pretty crazy for mainstream comics because their audiences are 38 and older, you know? And so now you could be uh, a younger than 38 female and you have comic books to read. 35. 35, even.
0: 30, let's even <laughs> uh, The second question she sent over is, why, Squirrel, why is Squirrel Girl so disrespected?
1: Uh, first of all, it's hard to say her name. Her name rhymes, sort of, and it squirrel, quarrel. squirrel, Girls. <laughs> girl. <laughs> surfboard. Uh,
2: it's because she. I mean, the, the pitch had to be we're making fun of the way we come up with superheroes, and the people who haven't had the time to dig into Doreen's story only do here and don't get that Marvel can be making fun of itself. That she has all the powers of a squirrel. They just think comics are bad. Uh, but I think if you're into comics, I think most people. I don't know anybody who's into comics, hears Squirrel Girl and rolls her eyes. I think if you're yeah. into it, you're like, oh, yeah, she's awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, you- like, all of the shit that we talk about is lame from a certain angle. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, 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 let's talk about how billionaire Bruce Wayne Batman is fucking rad. That's he's not, bat. he's a
1: dork. Batman. But I mean, the uh, on, the other, on the flip side, though, she was on the, she was like the leader of the Great Lakes Avengers at one point, which is a team that mm-hmm. is based on, it's just shitty superheroes, right? Like, that's its whole thing. So, yeah. I get it. The the way that I know the character the most, it's two 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 in a row about Squirrel Girl. This is crazy. Uh, the way that I know the character <laughs> the most is actually um, Luke and Jessica's babysitter. Yes. And so that's how I got to know her as like somebody who was like, "Whoa, did you call? Because I'm ready." And they were like, "No, you're Squirrel Girl. Please watch our baby." And then they would <laughs> then they would go leave on adventures.
0: Uh, I didn't know about to, to go that do to ass
2: play in a hotel. I was just gonna say it was for anal.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad you guys are on the same wavelength with that. The final uh, question slash like it's not a full question. She did just type out Thanos ball chin fanfic, and that is all that is there.
1: Okay, does this involve Squirrel Girl?
0: <laughs> we only just assume. tickling
2: that ball chin with her big bushy tail.
1: <laughs> it's just that for her to look at Thanos's ball chin and say, "Do you know how many nuts I can put in my mouth?" Uh, <laughs> It's, it's doing it. I think you're writing it right it's now. It's doing it for me right now.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm worried about where this could go. Uh, thank you for those emails. Our third email is addressed to Dear Regina, Gretchen, and Karen. Uh, do we need to figure out who those are?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yes.
2: Dibs on not Karen.
1: Is Cassie Karen?
0: Do you need me to be a Karen? Because
2: she's actually nice.
1: She's nice, and then... Like later gets famous. Doesn't Karen oh, become like a, a weather person because of her? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Because yeah. her
2: boobs know when it's raining. Hell yeah!
0: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be Karen for sure.
1: <laughs> and I, I would say that I like I'm known to just scream out uh, the names of my favorite breakfast foods. So such as toaster strudel. So I'll be Gretchen, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, you do always try to make new slang happen. And Ryan, the shins are old. Nobody wants to listen to it. <laughs>
0: And that, of course, makes my yes. Regina.
1: Oh, he did this. He, he fucking he, manipulated us. Slur- <laughs> i suit-wearing fugly slut.
0: All right, Regina. This question is, below is a link to a pornography video featuring Arrow and Black Canary. Isn't this technically TV-based on comic books, and shouldn't you be reviewing it? That's from at dipshittery789345. Um, All right,
2: what's the link look like? Does it look legit?
0: It is a Pornhub link, so I think it is legit. But the That's world may the never
1: culling. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so it does. I know that all the definitions of all the media is blending together, and mm-hmm. what what is small acts? What is Pornhub? What is movie? What is TV? Uh, what is love? We're asking all these questions. Baby, don't hurt. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not sure if if it was a
2: series because we oh, don't yeah. review every single short fans
0: make. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it was a series. Of videos about Black Canary and Green Arrow fucking, then we would probably and Greg Berlanti produced it, then we would have to watch it. And
1: some sort of serialization would be nice, like you know, there's a cliffhanger. But you know what?
2: Like, I'll be—I'm known as the researcher around our parts. Uh, I'll take one for the team. Send me that link. (laughs) I'll find out what I can.
0: All right. I will I, for sure.
1: I just can't imagine what it would be like to review porn except for one very specific way which I would not like to talk <laughs> to the two of you about. Yeah. So I I think we should just say no to this person. Just no.
2: Okay. Yeah. No dipshittery.
0: No, no, Mr. Dipshittery. Thank you for the email. We do have some more to get to but we are running out of time so we're going to have to save those for next week. Uh, if you do have emails go ahead and write them to us. Contact at your pop filter. Come up next though, we got to get to that main event. <laughs> Season two of Pennyworth begins months after season one ended and Alfred now runs a club while doing mercenary work for both the fascist Raven Union and the Rebel League. Meanwhile, Martha is a lieutenant in the league and Thomas returns from the U.S. as a CIA station chief, breaking the news to Martha that they can't make out because the U.S. has to stay neutral and he's engaged. Taste buds, I ask you this. Many of the middling reviews of Pennyworth bring up how little it's connected to the Batman mythos. Is that a shitty way to critique a show? And how does Pennyworth manage to stand on its own?
1: Far be it for me, a highly paid professional television critic, uh, to shit on the work of other people in my field. But fuck you, dipshits. Uh, all we want is for things to go out and tell their own story. All we yes. want is to, quote unquote, kill the penguin, like we always said about Gotham. And they fucking did it in this episode, which we'll probably get to. Uh, yeah, to fucking tell your story. What I want is to build your own world, and regardless of what you think about Pennyworth, uh, whether it's too slow, it's not fun enough, um, you know, maybe the dialogue or the acting's better. I'm not saying any of that. Maybe you guys think that, but this, this it does a good job of building its own world. This oh, yeah. is a fucking different world than ours. I mean, the U.S. is, like, okay with fascism. How do you even... Yeah, the, that, that would that never one? happen.
2: Uh, at least not across the pond. Uh, having Missed the whole first season because I was I was on paternity leave last summer uh, in London fighting crime in London. Uh, I really thought this whole show would be "Oi, you're Penguin's grandpa, aren't you?" Uh, <laughs> and instead, it is like this this British Civil War, and that's cool. I don't know shit about Dick, about Martha and Thomas, other than that like pearl necklaces and dropping all over alleys. So that is the dumbest complaint I've ever heard. This is sure it's not completely original. They definitely saw Boardwalk Empire and went. Alfred should also run a club while he does cool things. And Timsbot. The Oh. Yes. Yeah, like but that's fine. It's still fun to like remix things that way versus remixing Batman yet again. And if this is how you had to get a show made cuz only like comic book adaptations are being made now, that's fine with me this time.
0: Cassie? Yeah. If I'm fine. Like I was I have no problem with that. Like it seems to stand up fine on its own. For what? I never watched I didn't watch any of the first season either. But like for me, I think it helped to have like all this season 1 built up. Like we just came into a whole bunch of drama. Like we came into like a whole agency taking over and like straight torturing people and all this wild stuff. So like I had enough for it to stand on its own and still be like entertaining enough, especially compared to some other shows we watch. I was I was enjoying it.
1: And I have a thing with spy shit, like I do with time travel movies, where I just I, I I'm able to like sort of filter out all of the fucking argle mm-hmm. which Alfred says in this episode, and well, I. That's a common say, British phrase. The single greatest <laughs> British phrase of all time. I uh, I'm able to filter out all the argle bargle and not give a shit. Like uh, mm-hmm. oh, there's codes that need to go to here, and you time travel to here, and all of that shit. I don't fucking care. Um, I just want to see like. The 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 dicks talk to the dames and you know uh the dialogue and the cool moves and Pennyworth is a little slower than maybe it should be, but mm-hmm. it's fucking it's fancy looking. It looks like Prestige TV, it takes itself seriously, but not in a horrible way. I think it's kind of good.
2: Yeah, and then there's this bad guy, Bet, and she is like junior fascist who like it's her job to torture college students to say that they are part of the resistance uh which i applied for for so long with her Mm -hmm. and i have no idea who she is she must be from the first season and i was like okay so she's one of the big four it's we hang out with thomas martha alfred and then redhead bet and i like a show that's just like we're gonna hang out with a villain every once in a while deal with it
0: i kept waiting like for her whole scene like for me during that the Person that was outshining during those was the student she was interrogating. Yeah, but then you know by the end, I was like, I could follow that storyline on its own. Like those two just off, like yeah, doing they're like the handcuffed
2: part. together, running across the grounds of London.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but I think they sacrificed a little bit of the characterization of the hostage to just have the hostage keep saying, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> who are you? Like, why are you here? Do you right. do you not realize that she's the vill- That you're the villain and." If I was smarter, I would have seen that it was definitely leading up to how it ended, which is once it like uh, I'll accept some light fascism for safety, you know, like this is something that's pretty common in our country. Um, but once we start going towards torture and rape being the same thing, and it's about to happen uh, as part of like interrogation, and also she's told to get to put the, put the tea. tea on, yeah. But that's uh, what I wanted to. She's so, disrespected like, bang, bang. in a bunch of ways, and then she the the pot calls the kettle. The head.
2: So yeah, but Bette has been torturing this student on and off Uh, and then she can't break her so she's like well I'm going to get my boss and then he instantly, he asks her like why are you working for the And She's like I'm not and he's like oh okay, I will rape you and I was like right. well, what show is this and uh, but it doesn't seem like Bet's mad until he goes "Bet, go put the kettle on, let's have a spot of tea. So I- is it does she have lines or is it well I'm not supposed to be ordered around I'm part of team fascist
1: I mean, I I think that if he had not unzipped her pants, unzipped his pants and gone towards her, I can't imagine it going that extreme. But Mm. I can definitely see how the evidence might not totally be there for me. Mike, and you're you're right, you know?
2: But that's, no matter what, it is an interesting turn of where her lines are. Because she's, how many, she's, like, she admits that she's tortured hundreds of people in here. And, but there's, whether the line is make tea or... Leave the room so I can rape this prisoner. She she's a bad person with a line, and now let's dig into Batmore, and she has nothing to do with Batman. Don't give a shit. It was interesting <laughs> to watch
1: Batman,
0: yeah. <laughs> Batman. it is still like a it's a it's a turn I never expected the show to take. So it it does a lot more than I thought it was going to because this is a show I've never heard a single person talk about. Like I don't, <laughs> yeah. this is not on anybody's radar. So what's well, who
2: has epics? Who has the time? That's-
0: <laughs> I feel like that is really—it's got to be hurting the show because I feel like it could be a better show if it was just like accessible.
2: Yeah, be yeah. on stars at least. <laughs> at the very I mean,
0: least.
1: accessible like as in be on Amazon Prime or accessible as in be less complicated. You know, because this doesn't really hold the hand of new viewers.
2: No, they don't give a shit if you didn't see season one. And I, <laughs> even though I was lost for a while, I appreciate it because they're working with a lot of well-worn tropes. It doesn't matter, like, the beats that got here if you're just jumping in like we are. Uh, you get that. Alfred is in the middle. He's the Han Solo, and we're going to watch him turn actually good. Uh, mm. And that Thomas doesn't think that the U.S. should stay neutral against fascists. And they're like, are you going to be on our team? And he's like, I thought our team was against fascists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Awkward.
0: We do have um, going to uh, a little bit of Alfred's story. So he gets uh, paid to go capture this guy. Salt, I believe was his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see Salt and he is st- just torturing um, George Orwell. How do we get here? This what, is what? Where...
2: <laughs> I had an issue this with is because Salt is built up as this like badass torture guy, but he doesn't torture Orwell. He shoots him right in the head right away. He ties him up and asks him questions and just shoots him. And I'm like, well, that's not torture.
1: But he doesn't shoot him. He, like, stabs him. Or stabs him
2: through the ear. That's right. He
1: gently flirts with his ear with a knife until he pushes it all the way in.
2: But still, like, he had all those tools. I thought there'd be more torture foreplay. Okay, so I'm sorry you
1: jerk off to this. But uh, (laughs) this villain who I would say is Colin Firth playing George Bush Sr. is how I would describe this uh, villain. Okay, yeah, I see it. I thought it was good because he just he is crazy but he's also a bureaucrat, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just like, hey, maybe this is just this is just how the business works.
2: He seems like Michael Palin in Brazil. That's the vibe he's right. going for. It's and, a living.
1: It, and sure, if I, you know, get off a little bit on it, uh, that's fine. Go um, fuck
2: my wife after.
1: <laughs> uh s-
0: in this, what I'm a little confused about is, so we're getting, like, you know, we'll see Alfred turn good. Do you guys know in season one, was he just, like, completely bad? And now, he like, was he always taking jobs?
2: I think, yeah, I think he's always been a mercenary. I think the only thing that changed from, like... Well, I watched some of season one. Oh.
1: So the only <laughs> well, thing that see seems to have changed first. is that he owns
2: a club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think he, he is, like, highest bidder. Ryan?
1: Oh, thank you, Mike. God damn it. <laughs> Finally, I know what it's like to be a woman around Mike. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think that basically he started off closer to the Alfred Pennyworth that we know, which was proper institutions matter, manners matter. um, You know, like if as long as you do the right thing. And then over the course of the first season, he sort of turned more towards less Luke, more Han. Oh, interesting. Uh, And now he is, you know, full on like feet on the desk. Uh, All I care about is not just money, but like all I care about is not caring. Yeah, You know, it's sort of what his thing is. Uh, I I spent most of the episode wondering if it was a facade. Um, I, I think it is, but he doesn't know it yet. You know, like mm-hmm. eventually, and maybe it's because I know how the last 25 years of his life go, but um, I think that eventually he'll be like, uh, I understand that I was just, I was being a bit of a shithead. I was lying to myself.
0: And
2: everybody kind of wants to be Rick from Casablanca, right? Right. You want to own that club and be too cool for school.
0: yeah <laughs> so- it's also that he owns a club. Is this in the comics, or is this a Pennyworth-like twist where he owns a club?
1: I mean, they, they he looked right at the camera at the start of Act 3, and he was like, this is a Pennyworth twist. So.
2: <laughs> well, and then he handed the person a drink, and that's the new name of the drink. <laughs>
1: <And then laughs> Mike, did you, uh, did you notice that Pennyworth looks just like Gigolo Joe?
2: Gigolo Joe.
1: Jude Law from AI?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the plastic hair.
1: <laughs> the plastic hair. Yeah, basically.
2: And every uh, once in a while, he, like... Tilts his head and a jukebox starts. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I did not put the Rick connection together, but that's clearly what it is, is that having a nightclub like Rick and Alfred do, uh, it's sort of, you have something else to focus on other Mm -hmm. than your causes, you know? Like, you don't want causes, causes get in the way. And eventually, they're going to come up. But uh, until then, Martha will be the fucking superhero of this world and not Alfred. She is
2: rad. We could use so much more Martha in this show, in our lives, uh, to... it's,
1: it's still ridiculous though Sorry Mike But that Somebody in the DC universe like, They're still calling people Martha Like that name has been ruined By Batman vs. Superman you Well
2: she is that character <laughs> That <Still>. someday they'll <laughs> scream Their mom's names at each other She's <laughs> right, that uh... mom uh it's somebody watched agent carter and went we need one of those and Mm -hmm. i think she's doing a good job she unlike thomas and alfred she does not feel like she has a facade she fully believes in the cause and is baffled that nobody else is like laying down their life for to fight literal british nazis uh she's awesome she's sassy she should be it should be called martha the tv show
0: (laughs) Yeah, because when it's, like, when Thomas comes to tell her, like, you know, uh, the U.S. is staying, like, neutral, she's just, like, she immediately takes a turn, like, she was, like, there to, like, she was, like, oh, he was giving all this bad news, and she was, like, well, welcome back, and then, you know, tries to get with him, and then it takes a quick turn of just, like, straight up, fuck you, and I, I was there for it. The,
2: the quote of the show, the quote of 2020 superhero television is when he's, like, she's, he's, like, well, I felt I owed you an explanation because I'm engaged, even though I guess they were probably sleeping together and then he was gone for like what three months but that's just the way it was in the olden times because this is a timeless show yeah. <laughs> uh and she says we made out i had your cock in my hand for like five seconds and then you got shot it's not a relationship it's just a funny story and then i was like yes more her yeah. <laughs> all of the time
0: instantly became the hero I uh, we're almost she's, out of time but I
1: sorry she's also a little that? crazy um part of what makes her so winsome is that she learns that the U.S. is not going to get involved, and then is still like, "Yeah, no, I fully believe we're gonna win, mm-hmm. and I believe that she believes that." And yes. so it's she's not crazy like pulling her hair out and rubbing feces on the wall, but she her dedication is severe. You know, like yeah. she is she is in it to win it and really thinks she will.
0: Yeah, but you know what? She's I I have full faith in her. After that comment, she will take them down. She can face a tank by herself.
2: There's there's so much uh muckety muck in comic book news, right? Of like when Robin said fuck Batman and now in the Zack Snyder cut, Batman saying fuck. It's it all stems because his mom threw up cock left and right all the time.
0: <laughs> we know where he gets it from. Uh right before we go, I just wanna know, like, was this enough to pull you guys in for the season? How are you feeling about Pennyworth?
1: We're not I'm... we're not in a busy time right now. Mm-hmm so uh and this is it. there's one episode next week and then after that there's two episodes and then it goes away for the that's like the winter finale so i'm in guys i hope you are too
2: i think this is gonna be a classic dark matter situation we're gonna get way too into this because there's nothing else on (laughs)
0: about to die for pennyworth like martha will die for this cause um all right you guys that's all the time we have coming up next the poll list All right, we are here for the poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First one starting it off is going to be Marvel 616, Episode 6.
1: The sixth episode of Marvel 616 is called Unboxed. It tells the story of Marvel's relationship with action figures, with a section dedicated to the time Toy Biz actually owned Marvel. We also get to meet toy photographer Mitchell Wu, Hasbro's Ryan Ting, and all of the Marvel lines from Secret Wars to Marvel Legends. But taste buds, I ask you this. When are we going to that fucking Funko headquarters?
2: (laughs) As soon as we're all vaccinated and we know the Funkos are vaccinated.
0: The fact that, like, you have no idea how jealous I was. The fact that they get a metal slide. They have taken out all the metal slides at parks. You can't have those. But these fuckers in their office get to have a metal slide. (laughs)
1: And like,
2: Are you taking the stairs down like a chump? I'm <laughs> sliding.
1: They, at one point, they were just showing, like, oh, Funko, I have an important document to get from one part of Funko to the other. Guess I'll use the slide. And the guy slides down and then looks at the camera and he's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Funko, but- baby. <laughs>
2: I appreciated his stone cold face on the slide down just like you wouldn't be excited walking the memo down the hall and he's like yes I'm doing business and it was only after he got out that he was like right
0: (laughs) still like shuffling the papers like on the way down like doing as he slides like "Mm, yes I think it looks good
1: (laughs) he he just said briefcase stock options fiscal year so I guess he was being serious I I
2: had no idea that Funko was owned by two like bikers bikers, (laughs) two guys who follow Leonard Skinner on tour
0: (laughs) one is a Brett Michael like is the brother to <laughs> brett michaels <laughs> with the bandana and everything
1: but then they showed him at work and the guy knows his shit he was like yeah. zoomed in on uh, uh funko design he was like um erase those abs uh make those feet smaller like yeah like he he like knows the science of cute right exactly yeah, he... which is basically just big black eyes right like it's the baby yep. yoda theory
2: mm-hmm. exactly it's it's big eyes to small mouth ratio can't lose yeah. uh which is the opposite of what I like. I like tiny, beady little eyes and the, a scary big <laughs> mouth. Um,
1: so velociraptors.
2: I had no idea that Funko like did other stuff other than pops. Uh-huh. which makes sense that they're Funko Pop dolls. That so I was like, oh yeah, we used to not just call them Funkos. Uh, I I now want a documentary, at least an episode, just on that company.
1: I mean, when it cuts to the biker, like in the first part where he interviews, like, and I don't know if he was in charge, charge. I don't know if this is John Funko, maybe second in charge. But he he's sitting on a throne. Like he, yeah. he, there's a throne that's like with Funkos all around him. Uh, that's the life.
0: <laughs> all has, about a
2: king Funko.
0: It has a like a purple backlight to him. Like the whole office has an aesthetic, and it changes from mm-hmm. like room to room. It seems like the most wild place.
1: I I sort of got the impression that it's not open for the public. This is just how yeah. they work. They just yeah. they need all of these giant like there's huge uh, like there's a huge Hulk Funko busting through a wall. Uh, yeah. there's a, uh, Deadpool chimichanga truck full of Funkos, <laughs> and that's not for fucking customers. They just like that's, working yeah. around <laughs> that shit.
0: That's for them. I appreciate it. The fact that, that was the one that started off of like the, uh, Bob's big boy or yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a good fun fact that I also learned the fact that they get to work in that environment and that it was off of a big boy. I love that so much.
1: Do you guys have... A relationship with Marvel Toys? Like, did you guys go through a phase in your life?
2: Oh, so many of those. And they're like, and then we came out with the X Men Legends and just went into (laughs) Little Mike's closet and showed so many of the things I had. I remember getting the Professor X one with him in the gold chair. And because I guess I was a completist. And as a kid, I was like, well, he opens his panels. And like, I, I couldn't just play and have Cyclops ordering everybody around. I was like, "Well, Professor X is the leader. He has to be there." It's a dumb action figure. The rest were great. The rest were awesome.
1: Professor X seems to exist, so like, that's what your aunt gets you. You know, like, oh, I heard yeah. you like X Men toys. Here's one. Oh, cool! A bald guy in a chair. Thank you, aunt. <laughs> this will be exciting to play with.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah they're talking about like all the like new features that they could have and i was like there's not much you can add unless you can get that one to float on its own then it'd probably be rad but like that well that's
2: what you get mitchell woo for
0: yeah <laughs> oh sh- we do got to talk about mitchell Wu, the photographer did you guys i wasn't i didn't know much about the toy side of like fandom did you guys know there was toy photography
1: i saw no. i actually saw this guy on tiktok and uh there's like stills of just his work, but then because it's TikTok, it's videos. They always go through the uh, making of, and he has such a good time with uh, like uh, blowing air into water and dust. Uh-huh. So like it looks like actiony, and it, it's awesome. It didn't until the very end go over Mitchell Boo's sense of humor because he seems like a very boring guy. Um, but uh, his pictures of like Darth Vader pushing a stormtrooper on a swing—that <laughs> yeah. that's typically what he does. Or I think there's one where like Thor calls for his hammer, and it's a fork or something. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, typically he does have that sense of humor.
2: And Well, just know what you guys are getting from the Pot Filter Company next holiday season. <laughs> <is>.
1: <laughs> What's crazy, though, is that, like, you think that he's just a fan, you know, like from the cosplay episode, he's just a nerd. But then when it goes to the New York Comic Con, he has his own yeah. museum. Like, there's this whole thing dedicated to him in exhibit.
2: And the guy seems like like Mayor of New York Comic Con seems legit like stoked and impressed to introduce yeah. Mitchell.
0: <laughs> it's really cool. I'm glad we got to see one him taking the photos cuz the fact that he has tiny little lights to put on the toys brought me maybe the most amount of joy I've experienced in 2020 yet. They were just so small and they had their own little stands. It was delightful. But then also that we did get to see his editing process from taking the photos mm-hmm. to editing because the whole time when we saw him like clicking and you could see it on the camera, I was like, his hand is fully in it. Like there was no shot yeah. that he didn't have his hand, like with the spray can. And then he was like, and then I go in and just um, edit out my hand. My huge ass hand is out of there.
2: <laughs> I've I've always thought photography is pretty stupid, and this was the first thing I went, oh, what a cool art form. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of dummy I am.
1: <laughs> My God, your nerdiness knows no bounds. But I do, <laughs> I do think it's important. Like with this and the cosplay one, to point out that like it's hard to just you can't just be like, oh, I like photography, I guess. I like costumes, I guess. These are professionals treating it as yes. as important as they would anything else in their career.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which in an episode that talked about toys, like were you guys surprised it didn't focus on like there was no kids playing with toys? It was all just like. Here's the kids business. don't want
2: toys. They want their Nintendo
0: switches. <laughs> These ding dang kids. We, we, had the, toys are for adults. we had
1: the old commercials, which I love uh, yeah. just like pushing the action figure through a wall. just being like raw Juggernaut's here. Uh, that was it.
2: I was always so jealous of those kids. Cause for a day, you know, they got paid to play with toys with yeah. bigger sets than you and your friends would ever have for your juggernaut toy.
1: But they were yeah. so looped up on heroin and wine that.
0: Yeah, that's the life. <laughs> With the um, did you guys know the history of like Toy Biz and uh, Hasbro and all that, or was this oh, all new? No. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: I I I remember uh, like Marvel was going to go away, and for like the fourth time in, in its history, it was going to be gone. And for a company like Toy Biz, like a mid-range toy company, to have the money to be like, oh, you know what, we don't have to pay for Marvel licensing if we just buy Mar. Let's just fucking buy Marvel, I guess. Uh, and then for it to later be sold for. Uh, four billion dollars or whatever it was uh-huh. um i don't think toy Base got that money i think that eventually marvel got went independent yeah it got itself back on its feet but they bought their freedom th- i mean i feel like if we the three of us went back in time with the money we have right now there's a point where we could have bought marvel you know like Hell
0: yeah
2: <laughs> probably right about when onslaught was big okay that's when the <laughs> stock was the lowest uh i also the thing that blew me away because i do like learning is a. Uh, that Secret Wars came from Mattel? Uh-huh. That they're like, can you, uh I don't know, make a comic where everybody plays together? Oh, yeah. And that and was then... definitely
1: the, the you know, the fad of my childhood is that toys come first mm-hmm. and then stories later. Like, He-Man. The He-Man of it all. Yeah, He-Man was just, I guess we should make some cartoons around this toy as opposed to the other way around. Yeah.
0: This was a, an episode that had, like, no propaganda, which was, like, even though it was, like, Marvel, it wasn't anything. I didn't feel as gross watching this, I guess.
1: It was as gross. The, the one that came closest was the lady who drew designs for the toys. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, instead of being, like, Marvel has 8,000 characters, she was like, so, yeah, I took this job. I thought I was going to draw Spider-Man a couple times. They have fucking 8,000 fucking characters. I don't know (laughs) why are there... Now I just fucking draw these pieces of shit all day.
2: This is just George in accounting at the Daily Planet. Do we really need him?
0: But then she made sure to let you know that step one, exaggerate the muscles like crazy. And that was what she was there to let us know. And I appreciate it. Um, All right, you guys, that is about all the time we have to talk about that episode. Is there anything else you want to...
2: No, I mean uh, the handmade cyborg Spider-Man was dope. Oh, like the, the, oh, the, the, before that they like mass produced the toys, she just makes one. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah that's right.
1: that. That's an awesome job. Um, and I'm glad that I didn't come out of this episode spending five hundred dollars on eBay. Uh, I just Close. watched it and <laughs> moved on with my life.
0: Yeah. All right. We also watched the seventh episode. So on the seventh episode of Marvel Six One Six, we see Dan Slott's journey to remake the comic Iron Man Twenty Twenty. Dan is a writer that is simultaneously so bad and good at his job that another writer had to be brought in in order to finish the project, as well as him placing a larger workload on the illustrator. Despite this terrible worth ethic and practices, Marvel still reaches out to him to write for them. TasteBuds, I ask you, why do you think they decided to focus on this writer and this story?
2: I think, because 2020, so it's going to come out, there's part of that. And I do, like, Dan Slott is a name we've heard forever. Uh, like you said, he's been there since he was a kid. Uh, I think it's very interesting to have a lovable antagonist in your documentary, and that is straight up what Dan Slaw is.
1: I think that's true, too. Uh, or I think that's true, but it, what is more true is what I'm about to say, which is, uh, okay. I, I, based on our ideas last week for future 616 episodes, I think that they don't love the typical Ken Burns documentary style. You know, mm-hmm. like making a documentary about the Marvel method Uh, that Stan Lee did of just like, I have a bunch of people do something. And then the artists are like, fucking all right, I will draw all that. (laughs) Uh, And then he just writes in way too much dialogue. They don't want to do just that. So instead they have this Marvel 616 spin of, here's the current author or the writer who does that. And then also we have the, you know, the music and the funny skits and all of that shit. You know, they get to feature him as a character in a way that,
2: and the time, like the time count adds drama, right? Like it is, it's watching it. Will they get it done? uh
0: as like all of it from the beginning they were like he never meets deadlines and then the whole thing was like will he get it done in time and i was like no look at him no No.
2: (laughs) yeah the the the, in the third act when they had to bring christos in uh they're like and and dan was like that's awesome and like yeah of course you like and i like that that guy totally appreciates being the closer Uh like he's like yeah they call me sometimes to work with dan
0: (laughs) that's like he has to have such a specific team work for him like it can only be people who are like yeah i will take on a large amount of responsibility and crunch like the, and really it, last minute put it out
1: his editor who i thought was pretty he was pretty good throughout this entire thing pretty calm and patient and used to dance a lot but the editor <laughs> um his name i can't remember but been at marvel forever uh he straight up said like uh we need to get work from dan slot and when it comes to Dancelot, I use the term "work" very loosely. Just like <laughs> knows what a lazy piece of shit this guy is.
2: And especially like I like that that like obviously recreations. They didn't film him really writing Iron Man 2020 because he's in like that dark room surrounded by toys, right? Uh, Just like the artist, and one. he's like, "The future is now." Now, like it never was like, "Oh shit!" I get why he takes so long. <laughs> it, was... <laughs> like, it truly is a collaborative
1: process. I follow Dancelot on Twitter, and almost all of his tweets. It's like blah blah blah. Here's a thought I had fuck I should be writing like that is how they <laughs> all end this was this was the most famous episode of the eight that came out and it was because people just shat on Dan Slot. um just like why are you such a motherfucker like the, the the letterer the artist mm-hmm. his artist just cruises around the country just drawing yeah, on beaches whatever the life so that was what I didn't know shit worked like that but the letter the letterer Joe Caramagna was just like please fucking give me the work. I have ulcers <laughs> it's, it's popping up all over <laughs> it's my body. Crazy. He's like,
2: if the deadline is six 30 and Dan gets me at six 15, I still have to be done by six 30. I was like, wait, why doesn't everybody get to push it? Cause like, that's not fair.
1: for every employee to company where everybody says like, Oh, that's cute. He's cute. That's Dan. There's another employee that just gets fucking fields of shit because of what this other person does.
0: <laughs> that was the part that was insane to me to watch. And all of them, you know, like the camera crews there interviewing them and they were like, Yeah, it it's just like this and you know what? That's how I, I have to work. And they're fine with it. Like they've made their In- peace with it. Is it's insane.
2: Well, he's an institution. He's been around for twenty five years. It's not he's not gonna get better yeah. now.
1: <laughs> and there was a lot fabricated, like there was a lot of editing going on to make this a story, but the one thing that yeah. was hard to change was dancelot does the Marvel method because it's easier for him. And he just straight up says I'm, I'm yeah. yeah, I just I don't have to fucking do anything. My job rules.
2: Yeah, I also want to get hired by Marvel to the Marvel <laughs> method. I think I could do that pretty well too. I oh, do cool. have to say
1: though, the the deleted scene though, the one that came out after was Marvel like the Marvel Comics office, they were trying to make a robot that would do the writing for Dan. Uh they tried to create a Dan slot machine, but coins would just pour out of his mouth the entire time.
2: And then they lost so many junior editors just because they picked up the coins and ran out the building saying, I'm rich, I'm rich. The only
1: only way to make money in the comics field is (laughs) find a robot (laughs) spitting coins.
0: We did, that was... So it was called the Marvel method, you know, and they kept trying to put a positive spin on this Marvel method. But the whole time I was like, this seems like this is an ass method. Like in the back, <laughs> like they brought up like, you know, uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and they were like, yeah, it brought up these issues of like who could take responsibility for yeah, And like kind of <laughs> breezed over it. And we're like, it, it could get a little bit of a gray area there. And I'm like, no, that's, it's an issue with the process is what that uh, is.
1: Gray area or silver area. Was this the episode that, uh, told the silver surfer story like when stan lee is in interviews silver surfer is in his list of characters he created
2: and that's such horseshit. And according
1: to the story uh kirby was like uh, uh i'm just gonna draw this motherfucker
2: kids like surfers and, and
1: stan lee was like what is this and then kirby said oh i just drew it because it looked cool and here's his backstory and stan lee was like cool thanks ka yeah
0: and that's, I don't, like, all they put on it. And then it went to Dan Slott, and he's like, I like to use the Marvel method because it gives the artist the creativity to, like, bring up. their own thing to it. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, bro, no, nah, bro, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, it was a wild episode. Did you guys – I'm sure you guys knew of Dan Slott before, but were you surprised – did you follow him deep enough to know his personality was, like, this? Or was there – to, like, see him on screen, did it change anything for you?
1: Well, Dan Slott is the – he wrote amazing spider-man for the longest out of anybody like longer than Stan Lee, so that's how i really got to know him and then uh coincidentally speaking of silver surfer his run on silver surfer is among the best comic books of the last 20 years uh that's i would highly recommend if you want to see how capable dan Slott is that's what i would read
2: is that michael allred drawn yeah is
1: and now we know co-written as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, and uh, like I said, I follow him on Twitter. He's a personality, so he's been around for, like, as long as I have. Um, and, uh, again, this a lot of this, like, he took a bullet, you know. He 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 acted like a character and got made the villain just to get a show out.
2: Yeah. Good, and good for him. I, I, I found him delightful. I also, like, if you were, for the first seven episodes, wondering where, like, the heavier set bearded dorks are because yeah. you know that's a big part of it here we got them all for you baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what this episode was about yeah, here's my people
0: he is just a very joyful person so i did enjoy yeah like see he does have a personality that is fun it's just like the, the, i feel like you had to bring it on to like because if you brought on yeah. anybody else to talk about this method that they use like there's no way you don't hate him completely he at least right. had some charm to him to like
2: what's like, we have the pop filter method that we think works great, but I'm sure if there was a documentary, Ryan and I would see how dance Slottish we are and how Cassie <laughs> is everybody else. Well, yeah.
1: The, the pop filter method is me and Mike sit here moving our mouths, and then Cassie has to go in and do voiceover for everything that she thinks we would have said.
0: <laughs> the voiceover work, man. It's insane. I the, have a uh, feeling,
1: too, that a lot of comic book writers uh, are pissed. Like, they wanted to be novelists or um, screenwriters or something. And so this this job that, like, so many people have as a dream job, they, they got it because they think they're failures. And right. so you have to go with somebody like Dan Slott, who is so giddy that he has this job. Right.
2: There's a and he's done it forever, and he says doing everything you've ever wanted is all awesome, which made me hate him for a second, yes. even though like I'm also very happy for him. But I was like, fuck you, man. I
0: have in my notes, fuck this guy, and it came in at that exact mark of when he was like, I have everything I want. I was like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> but he does have the other part that like kind of bummed me out on this one. Well, it did super bum me out is that this was this episode is where they spent the most to focus on like the toxic fans and how they like reached out to him or like when he killed Spider-Man, you know, and like the backlash he got, it wasn't a lot. It was just like a slow, like a zoom in that, on a tweet that was yeah. like, you suck or something like that. <laughs> but it was still like other people are dealing with straight up, like fans hate him because of the color of their skin. And they gave the most screen time to him to be like, Hey, the fans kind of can suck at times.
1: That, I mean, I would say that that's the most watered down or marveled up part of the episode. Cause I remember when Peter Parker died, and became and then Otto Octavius took over Peter's mm. body, which was fucking amazing. And it was dope. Uh, I remember uh, all of the you know the, the color changes, the race changes, the gender changes, all of that shit. and the the way that this doc spun it was like sometimes fans are a little bit testy. and instead yeah. it was like death threats and yeah like, and it was a nonstop fountain of shit for him.
0: Oh, you I could imagine what it was like. And the fact that, it, that literally the tweet was just like you ruined Spider Man and they like kept zooming in on it. They were like, Look what he had yeah, to yeah, deal yeah. with. And I was like, Oh, I know it got darker than that for sure. But uh, yeah, that was all the time we had to talk about that. Uh, Marvel Six One Six is on Disney Plus. Coming up next, we're gonna be talking about X Taz. Welcome to Egg's Tasmania Bitch, a mini-show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early-morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men The Animated Series. We've watched the 8th episode of X-Men, so on the 8th episode of X-Men The Animated Series, the team returns home after Genosha, only to find the mansion demolished and Xavier missing. Meanwhile, across town, a giant mutant is robbing banks. They find Colossus, a naive, happy-go-lucky Russian transplant. Work in construction and assume he's the culprit before Wolverine follows his nose to Juggernaut. For the first time, the team considers working together to defeat Juggernaut, and it goes surprisingly well. Uh, All that and more coming up right now. So, you guys, this episode starts off with the crew flying back to the mansion to see it destroyed. We finally get to see the aftermath of Charles Xavier's little rendezvous that was so important, and um, the team is now finding it.
1: And should we should we throw out there real quick that we are not doing this like you may have when you were ten? We're going in the actual order that was makes in, sense logically. Was intended, yeah. uh, but the animators just couldn't handle it.
2: Yeah, even even yeah, for some reason they finished the next episode before this one. So on Disney Plus, this is episode ten, but it is actually episode eight. Because if you watch this as episode ten you're like, why didn't they deal with a mansion being ruined for weeks? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like, you. Get, that was when it first came to, like, because I watched it out of the order. And I was like, how long has it been? Like, how long did they leave Xavier just out, like, lost wherever he is yeah. to not go home and just now found this out? Where Wolverine could still use his nose and smell stuff out? He's I know where
1: I
2: want to know. Wolverine is such a shit in the beginning of this. He's picking his teeth with a claw mm. and he makes fun of Cyclops that their leader keeps not answering the phone, which should worry all of them. But he's just like, ah, oh, word, you can't land this bird yourself.
1: Wolverine <laughs> is, if if you've been a big brother or like, not like a big brother, like the people who do good in, in the world, but like if you have younger siblings, uh, Wolverine's clearly at that point where it doesn't matter what Cyclops says. Like if Cyclops yes. were to be like, I breathe oxygen. Wolverine's like, oh, breathe oxygen to you, you little pussy. (laughs) And then, so
2: they, they, like, worry a little less about Xavier, because they they find, even though it's demolished, they, like, dig into the basement and find a holographic message from Xavier, because he can't just leave a post-it. Right. Uh, He doesn't let them know, but I'm guessing, because I, like, Cassie watched it in the Disney Plus order, so I'm guessing he's on Muir Island, which we'll find out next week. Uh,
1: Also, motherfucker can... He can leave mental post-its. He could have just shout, shouted out to everybody mentally. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'll be back in a couple days.
2: Well, the last time we saw him, he said, I have to make a call about a thing. <laughs> Bye. Um, <laughs> like, that's why he wouldn't go to Genosha to save the rest of the team.
1: That means Poontang.
0: And this message yeah. that he left is just as vague. It's still just like, yeah, I peaced out. Uh, I'm, but, I'm somewhere.
2: It's even more annoyingly vague because he went, I'm checking on something that could change the very fabric of our (laughs) lives. Bye.
0: (laughs) It's going to be huge for you guys. I'll tell you some other time. Bye. It was unreal. Um, I I know that
1: cleaning up the mansion is important, but were you guys surprised that when they started lifting up cement and putting shit together in the very beginning... You heard the background. It's like, oh. Should we hold back on when we use the theme?
2: <laughs> look they paid for one song they're gonna use it whenever they need to and this is when i i love because we make fun of wolverine for always saying he's gonna go where he wants to go but they're trying to rebuild the mansion and wolverine's like i'm out and somebody's like where's he going and cyclops says you know wolverine his own way like he always does yeah. uh,
0: it's now at the point where other people can say his phrase for him like it's so, <laughs> it's so good that would have been so
1: awesome if like as a choir the rest of the X-Men go behind Cyclops and, like, he goes where he wants to go. <laughs> well, plus the thing that, like, makes him leave is, like, he's digging around and uh, with his claws, his, t- his teeth pickers, as he calls them, and then finds giant footprints. And then he and Cyclops are like, I wonder if this is a clue. What the fuck do you guys think, detective? <laughs> what, what do you fucking... You find seven foot long footprints you're like uh, do you think so i don't know
2: i get why the creators and the x-men themselves often say that x-men aren't superheroes because all superheroes have normally have like deductive reasoning and logical thinking and then this, <laughs> these they just fell into having powers it would have been
1: awesome if wolverine held the giant footprints up and cyclops was like uh and he looks around and then just blast him with his eyes like oh this is what i do i just i just blew it up <laughs>
0: That does get us to, you know, Wolverine storms off, then goes try to find him, and we uh, we get Jubilee and Wolverine finding um, Colossus at a construction site, just just yeah. working a nine-to-five.
2: They, they're just wandering downtown, hoping to find a, a, a giant mutant, and like Jubilee, Rogan, Storm split up to find him, and this is an endearing moment of Jubilee, because she goes, I hope I find Wolverine, because me and him can take on anything. Yeah. I don't think he's aware <laughs> of this attitude yet. <laughs> And she sees Colossus, and like the other construction workers are getting very mad how good he's doing. Uh, Even though the boss, the crew boss, is like, "There's still more work." Like, "There's," and they're like, "No,
0: fuck you!" Yeah, they're like, "No, there's still cleanup." But he took what he did was he took the fun side of the work, and they got the cleanup. And I think that's what made them so angry. That's straight up true. Yeah, they They wanted
2: to destroy that building.
0: That's the only part. And he is. If you're going to do demolition, he is simple. I think they do have, like, they send the whole scene is wild. Like, you get to see men's mind working because the fact that the crew was, like, angry and they were like, I'm going to throw the mixer truck at this dude as, like, my way to get back at him. All yeah. around, like, great minds coming together there because yeah
2: he's he's made of metal so they run into him with their car and he goes comrades why you run away from me yes no like he he's like why are you mad why you now run away what do i do
1: hello there uh, vodka onion yes and no
2: jubilee is like bigoted against big people because she just sees him working he's at his place of business and she goes he did it let's kill him and wolverine's like wait
1: <laughs> look at his feet he doesn't have as big of feet as juggernaut does but hold up this is also Wolverine being uh, man-minded because uh, a bunch of humans go onto the Colossus. They're gonna fight him. Colossus can c- clearly kill them all, and Wolverine's like, "Hold on, let's let's see how this plays out. Like, <laughs> maybe they'll just handle each other."
2: when when one of my favorite moments wolverine goes after classes too once that starts and classes just chucks him away and it's the seat of the fastball special because wolverine is. lands and he says ah, that guy's got a great arm
1: <laughs> uh wolverine did not directly wink into the camera but mike and i watching this in the pot filter movie theater we just started throwing each other i threw i threw mike mike threw me it was crazy <laughs>
0: But, yeah, they do make that connection. I think, again, just because of how they run things. Like, they saw this big dude destroying a building. And they were like, I guess this dude just destroys buildings. So he destroyed the mansion. He's the bad guy. Like, that was the red tape that I connected from their minds for them. And I was like, I guess. I-.
1: The, the other thing, too, though, is, like, uh, the other reason he's the bad guy is because he says, hey, comrades, let's work together. You know what that is? <laughs> Communism. Communism. <That's laughs> evil person.
2: And so I do like that because Colossus doesn't actually want to hurt people. He gets lifted away by like nine guards, mm. which I'm pretty impressed by these bears. that a truck hit him and broke. But nine dudes can carry him still.
1: Well, one guy was sweating. That's so true. he is one pretty guy heavy. was sweating.
2: <laughs> he was and this is this is the X-Men way of they're like, I don't think it was him. I guess we should break a bunch of laws instead of just calling a lawyer. And they go in to get him, and Storm is not okay. That Rogue is like, oh, "I'll just flirt her way in," and Storm's like,
1: "No, Rogue." <laughs> well, I think she says "Rogue." She straight up says she calls her "Rogue."
0: Rogue, But yeah, this is at the point where so Colossus got put into jail because they there's then a bank robbery happening, and he mm-hmm. gets he went to go try to stop it right after this because man, this guy does it all, and uh, he gets the blame for this. I'm lucky. And, Unlucky. Uh, <laughs> and then Rogue sees. This beefcake getting taken away and is like, I need to save this beefcake. And yeah. that's <laughs> that was it.
1: Let's settle down a little bit, Rogue. Like the thing I'm worried about Rogue's hands touching the most is her fucking beef. Every Click. time she <laughs> sees a hot mutant <laughs> <laughs> Fucking was, take a shower, Rogue.
0: They made it very clear that she was very into this beefcake, and I was like, Okay. But this is, it's in the jail scene, we got the biggest surprise, because Beast, he had a neighbor, and it was Beast. I forgot Beast was still in jail. Like, the moment I had of that realization, I was like, this fucker is still just chilling, reading, in jail. And they just
2: keep breaking out people next to him, and he's always like, nah, (laughs) see me. And then P P says, come by during normal visit hours, and share the gossip.
1: (laughs) Well, he it happens a couple times in this episode and this is classic x-men or comic book shit of just like when you introduce yourself explain your backstory and your powers uh, i think at one point juggernaut says uh powers are magical all of my powers are magical but mm-hmm. when they run into the jail beast is like no i'm just hanging out here awaiting my trial you know like <laughs> don't even ask i'm awaiting my trial
0: it was it was that line specifically that got me. was like, still waiting for my court date. And I was like, yeah. bro, bro, you, the first one did not go well for you. We watched it. Like, are you there, sure you're still waiting?
1: There were tomatoes, Beast.
0: <laughs> we got saber tomatoes. We got so much that first time. You're crazy for this one. Uh, but they do break out Mr. Beefcake, Colossus. And it's at this point that they go, I they just like meet up with like Juggernaut or Juggernauts now- well-
2: He's at a different bank, and Jubilee and Wolverine do track him down. And I appreciate how many of the X-Men, because they weren't prepared for this, are just in street clothes. Storm and Wolverine, until the animators forgot, are just in, like, jeans. (laughs) And then, like, when Wolverine first gets thrown away from Juggernaut, uh, he, like, cuts the money. And Jubilee picks up the money, right? They're, like, takes it and takes it back to the bank. And she did not look at those people's faces. I don't know if they work for the bank. No part of them (laughs) was going to put that back on the bank shelves. They were greedy-looking fucks.
0: It was all this money, and she was like, here, humans need money. Take it. I've done the right thing here. I'm a hero, and just left. I was like, hell yeah. I would love that to happen to me.
1: Right when Cyclops tells, in the beginning of the episode, Cyclops tells Storm, take Jubilee and uh, Rogue, and you guys form a team, and then Storm screams, we shall leave at once! (laughs) If I, was, if I was Cyclops, I'd just be like, yeah, okay, just go. Like, <laughs> just, Why are you yelling at me? But then it immediately cuts to fucking three hot babes in a Barbie Corvette just cruising yeah. around town. They can fly, <laughs> and it's just like,
0: spring break! Woo! <laughs> that was actually all I could think about was the fact that they could fly, and they did take a car. I was like, do they need to stay low profile? But no, because oh. then they go and fight him, so no.
1: But that I realized why, though. In the Barbie Corvette, they say, oh, there's Wolverine's Jeep. That's two toys. That's they, oh, they just they just created two toys.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh, but yeah, this then does take us to the fight against Juggernaut, which Colossus has joined. So, uh, and we get them teaming up for the first time after they see just how powerful, uh, Mister Juggernaut is.
2: Well, uh, what I love is when the fight starts. It's just Wolverine and Jubilee, and she's like fireworking him, and he talks weird. He he is also slow. He and Colossus. They this show is making a statement that if you're big beef guy you are dumb in a different way because he goes what is this the fourth of july (laughs) the
1: the phrase i've never even thought of them as separate words like the phrase is just the fourth of july that's how we say it he full on what is this the fourth of july
2: (laughs) like they got a speak and spell to play kane marco (laughs) but when he punches wolverine the way he like is monologuing while just circling his fist it looks like he's trying to hypnotize wolverine before he's gonna punch <laughs> him
0: <laughs> but he does know about recycling he makes a good recycling comment when he like throws a tank he's got- oh yeah oh
2: yeah he because he calls uh colossus tin can a few times mm-hmm. and he goes like i always like to take my recycling out and throws him and then he like, the tank hits him and he goes thank you like he <laughs> thinks he's hilarious So
0: many quips out of this boy.
1: This is definitely the the episode of being thrown or punched in a manner of thrown. And I just wanted the show to take a break for one second, go to the guy on the ground, just be like, fuck. (laughs) It's like the 12th time today I've just been launched in the air and landed on fucking rebar. God damn it.
2: (laughs) Oh, rebar is is my biggest phobia. I hate it. Uh, And then this is Cyclops looks around. They're all getting their ass kicked because they're just basically one at a time. He's like, what if? We work together. You're a goddamn team. You're the team leader. How have you never tried this genius strategy before?
0: We're at episode, like, 10 right now, and this is the first time (laughs) he's like, wait a second. (laughs) But I got to say,
1: to defend my boy Slim for the first time in this cartoon series, the plan at first, it seems like his plan was everybody attack him one at a time, and like ninjas. And then eventually... It starts coming together where it's yeah. one power after the other. I don't know how Cyclops drew this out. Like if he had a, a dry erase board with X's and <laughs> O's. Um, but the order of operations did seem to foil Juggernaut's plan.
0: Yes. It did. Pemdos. Pemdos, yeah. Pem- we-
2: you got to follow the Pemdos.
0: <laughs> we got there. Uh, but we do get... So during this order of operations, you know, it... it they have to, of course, get his helmet off because Jean tried to get it to his mind, and the helmet is blocking, right. it. His little trash can helmet. And they um, so once they free that, that's when we get the real power moves of we get rogue trying to take all of his powers, which then ends up being too much, and she loses it.
2: So much brotherly hate (laughs) in him. And he laughs. laughs. He, like, instantly knows what she's trying to do. He knows.
1: He immediately knows. Oh, watch watch out for this bitch.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm an angry person. It does feel like throughout the show, they forget who has met him and who hasn't, because at first none of them have. But then Wolverine goes, it's Juggernaut. And then Juggernaut knows what Rogue's powers are. So it feels like a couple of them have had run-ins with him before. Yeah. (laughs)
0: But, yeah, so we get her freaking out in the sky. Storms trying to help her out. And then, uh, at that same time, that's when Jean, we finally get to see Jean do something. And like she straight up just erases his memory. We're not sure what that he's doing. seems
2: cold as hell. Yeah. right Like yeah. they still let him go. Just put him in super duper mutant jail because instead, you just threw this still massive powerhouse out into the wild with no memories.
1: It seems like, like once you commit to never committing murder, then that means you can do literally anything else. And so all they did was just basically turn this guy into uh, George or Lenny from Of Mice and Men and yeah. just say, like, be on your way there, sir.
2: Wasn't there uh, a DC, like, a Justice League plotline where Batman found out they had done that to him and Free Like like, they were just all, like, erasing the minds of villains and it was all about like well this is also morally very corrupt and the x-men just do it no problem yeah they or all like chortle together
1: every men in black movie has them all shooting flashes at each other like oh shit oh shit oh, and they just keep doing it uh also during rogue's angst out her juggernaut angst out did we cut to outer space did was there a shot where we were in outer space looking at the explosion of rogue in new york city <laughs>
0: It did, go, oh, so. it did go a lot higher. I don't know from what, like that one lost me too, because we did see a whole freak out. Like it shot up. It might have been space. The animation, <laughs> it's hard to tell. No, you can see the like, ozone layer. <laughs> 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 uh God, this this show is a delight. I see why you guys I see why we've done this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you guys, are you guys ready for awards? Because we've gotten through all this all the show. So yes. are we ready for awards? Yeah.
1: Well, uh, real quick, though, before we do that, I just want to talk about the ending, how Wolverine seems to be coming around. You know, he's like, Professor X is gone, but Colossus, just know that you're welcome. Um, He also uh, says to Cyclops, um, he says, I guess your teamwork or what he calls it, wimpy teamwork garbage actually worked. And I hope he keeps that catchphrase up. It's time for wimpy teamwork garbage.
2: And and the, the, like this is what cemented like what everybody remembers of Wolverine and Jubilee. It's not now by the end of the episode. It's not that Jubilee thinks they have a thing is he, he her arm is like around him. They talk about like Professor X is gone, but we're still a family, and we'll build the home back together. Like he's decided if he doesn't hate all of them, he's into this fourteen year old.
1: <laughs> Good. <laughs> the other thing is that there's a close up on his face at the end, and he's watching Colossus put the house together. Uh, and he says, I never realized how much this dump meant to me until someone wiped it out. And then it pulls back and he's looking at the mansion. But when he said, I never realized how much this dump meant to me until someone wiped it out. Did you guys think that he was actually on the toilet? <laughs> yeah. Just,
2: <laughs> just, that's what I say every time I'm
1: on the toilet. Just talking about the yeah, poopy, picking,
0: picking his teeth while taking a fat dump, for sure. That's <laughs> all they going to do. Those all two
2: right. actions shouldn't happen together. There's something wrong about it. <laughs> but
0: Wolverine it. would. He would be the monster. Um... But let's go to our first award, which is going to be MVP. Mike, what do you got for it?
2: I think it's got to be the Russian powerhouse, who we find out is just on the search for his sister mm-hmm. and maybe to see some of America's sights, which is why he <laughs> won't join the X Men.
0: <laughs> his Pindas is straight up like, I got to save my sister and also uh, New York. See looks that pretty big cool. ball of twine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh but he he is awesome and he does so much of the heavy lifting quite literally for them throughout the episode
0: and constantly stays just a nice friendly guy i'm a fan of him uh ryan what do you got
1: Oh, no doubt. Uh, Like, yeah, it does all of the best stuff in the episode. But yeah, Cassie, to your point, just the whole time, just being like, I still love country. It's, they hate me, but I love, or when he's being taken away in the fucking paddy wagon. He just looks so sad. (laughs) All he has to do is turn into fucking metal and destroy everyone. But instead, he's like, oh, damn it. (laughs) Glosses. Foiled again.
0: He just, like, respects the culture so much the whole time. Like, he could break out of there, but he's like, wow, Americans are weird. I guess I stay in this little yeah. wagon just because. And, like, you got to respect that. Why well, um, you
2: know, like, Colossus.
0: I have, um, I actually tried to give the MVP for Jubilee for calling Juggernaut an overgrown trash can. Just because I feel like that's <laughs> a pretty good quip for her. And to see this powerful thing and still be willing to do that. I feel like it gives her a little bit of status but it does, it of course has to be Colossus, the only one getting real stuff done constantly. Down from his 9 to 5 to taking out bad guys. <laughs> um, Mike, you did that first, I'll give that point to you. Our next award is LVP. Ryan, what do you got for it?
1: Uh, I would like. I'm. I hate to keep doing this every week, but Jubilee really just shoots, <laughs> shoots, shoots little... It's not even good 4th of July fireworks, it's fucking sparklers. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> They sent her out, like, the first part of the plan was to send Jubilee out there by herself, seemingly, <laughs> which that is daring, because usually she's not allowed to do anything. But all the distraction was Juggernaut will be laughing so hard that the rest of the X-Men can come in and fight him.
0: They've never made her powers look more lame than in this episode. Like, it was very clear in this episode, like, it's just some sparks. Like, it's all it is. <laughs> and sometimes just the can...
2: sparklers you yeah. give little kids? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like every other time it seems like it seems to have a little bit of a reaction. And this one they were like, it's lights, guys. It's it's all it is. <laughs> That's a fair one. Uh Mike, what do you got?
2: Uh minus Cyclops because yes, he did have the ingenious plan of teamwork, but so in the in the that part, like Jubilee goes after Juggernaut when it's just her uh and Wolverine and she leaks tries. Cyclops jubilee tries and then cyclops tries and other people start doing stuff that actually matters once the helmet's off jubilee does shoot him again and that like makes him stumble and fall backwards on storms ice so cyclops punchy i-beam did fucking nothing
1: the reason i think this is good pick but the reason that i didn't go with it is because of cyclops one line which is uh it's gonna take teamwork we're gonna have to try teamwork for a change!
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is that is somebody who suggested it every week and nobody ever
0: listens. <laughs> Alright, uh, for LVP, I had Beast for still just chilling in jail when he knows it's not going to go great, but here he is. It just blows my mind that he was still there. Um, I think I'm going to go with you, Mike. I do agree with uh, Cyclops, though, being least valuable for that one. Our next award is going to be Best Use of Power. Mike, what do you got for it?
2: I mean, so we don't just say Storm every week. I'm going to... uh, When we first meet Colossus, he goes in. We don't see it, but there's one... There's two hits. His fist, assumingly hitting the foundation stone, and then the building hitting the ground. (laughs) Like, it is so quick. I know he's very strong, but still, for how quick he demolished that building. That is insane.
0: It's a big building. It's like 32 stories, too. Like, he brought down, like, a full building.
2: And just walks out... Like super happy,
0: just a happy guy ready to eat a sandwich from his little lunch pail. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, what do you got for this?
1: What's gross about the lunch pail is the lunch pail has the power of starting metal and then turning it into flesh, which is <laughs> so gross. Uh, I have Colossus, but it's fucking it's fastball special. It's like the Wolverine has so many things he can do unless you throw him as hard as you can, and then he can't do shit. And he just he does it like three times in this episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. It really is an instinct for him, is to just throw people, and I enjoy it so much. Uh, for Best use of Power, I actually have Juggernaut uh, just crushing cop cars because he can outside the bank. Like, he knew nothing could hurt him, so he took the path over the cop cars, and I do appreciate that. Uh, Ryan, I am going to give that one to you, though. Alright, our next award is going to be Best Gaspline. Ryan, what do you got?
1: I, I, I hate to give one character every single award. But <laughs> I I don't do it based on what the show wants me to do. I just based on when I go, <gasps> Colossus. And so uh, the first sight of uh, Peter Rasputin is what I'm going to give it to.
0: Yeah. Just the fir- when he appeared on screen.
1: Yeah. I was okay, nervous yeah. it was Omega Red because we've already seen him, right? No. I thought we saw him in the snow.
0: Oh,
2: like we saw him like watching?
1: Yeah, but no. This is a this is the good Russian.
0: The the good one.
2: There, he's the one good one.
0: All right, Mike. What do you got?
2: Uh, I already mentioned it earlier. It's where's Wolverine going? His own way, like he always does. I went.
0: Oh, <laughs> Mike. That is it. That's what I have written down too. Because it still blows <laughs> my mind that he got. He has said a phrase so much that he has the leader, their leader, saying it for him. When he storms off, the other guy will say it, and that's that's powerful. <laughs> All right, uh, our next and last award is going to be Most 90s Thing. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for this?
1: I was really looking at whatever the fuck Jubilee was wearing in the beginning of the episode. Uh, it looked like a uh, brown shirt made of giant Band-Aids or something <laughs> until I finally, I think I realized what she was wearing. I think it was the animator's attempt to uh, have her, excuse me, have her wear a Bill Cosby sweater. <laughs> And so I'm gonna give it to that. Yeah, that sweater. It,
0: it was it was very 90s. They always had like I was surprised they switched it up because she always has the most like 90s look. And they were like, "What if we tried a new one for her?" And they they outdid themselves. Um, but Mike, what do you got?
1: It looks way worse.
0: Way yeah. worse for sure. They didn't put as much effort into that one. And yeah, Mike, what do, what do you got for this?
2: uh ladies day out when they are trying to track down Wolverine and it's just three girls wind in the hair in a pink corvette and they're like mall clothes uh just like enjoying themselves for a second like all of that felt so
1: 90s how shocked yeah. were you that i uh, i ain't no Holla bat girl wasn't blasting through our tv
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for something like that we all kind of have generally the same moment my most 90s thing was um just storm sweet ass all pink power outfit cuz she always like her Whenever they put her in normal clothes, it's so powerful. She is in the same mm-hmm. matching pink, like, pantsuit. Like, her casual is on a whole other level than everyone else. She's, God, an inspiration. Um, I am going to give that one to Ryan, though, just because they tried, and they went with the Cosby sweater. It was wild. All right, so for these points, how this one stacked up, Ryan, you got two. I got none. Mike brought it home with three.
1: Bullshit.
0: It was, you know what? Sometimes it's just the draw of who gets to go first. It just works like that sometimes. But uh, you guys, that means it's the end of the show. We've done all that we can here today, and I think we've put in some great work. So, uh, Mike, can you tell us about uh, some websites is what I want you to do. Yeah. I've decided.
2: Yourpopfilter.com is where you can go to get everything you need made by us, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is how you shop if you're doing last minute holiday shopping, use it, it gives us a little kickback, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter where you can get all kinds of extra things, for a little that really helps us out, uh, while we're on the subject of websites, go over to cybersprout.net, they are your website provider, your one stop shop to help your WordPress be cool, they got all the tools, all the training that makes managing and tweaking your business website a breeze easy to edit fields, custom templates, drag and drop tools. You can do it all with the hype of Cyber Sprout, your partner for a digital world.
0: (laughs) That was great work. I'm so proud of you, Mike. Hey, great job on that one. A plus, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. And you did so good. Can you actually tell me about some other shows?
2: Oh, Okay, this feels rude to Ryan. At Superhero, show show is what you're listening to right now. Uh, Not other shows, but you should rate, subscribe, and review. Tell a friend. It helps us out. Uh, Go over to movie of the year. Do the same to that one. Every single season we pick a year and then battle to find the best movie of that given year. And you know what? If you're like, that's not enough content. I need more Cassie in my life. Go to unnatural 20s or Cassie and two amigos. Try to figure out life with the roll of a dice. I'm
1: so I've been saying Cassie this whole time. Is, it, is it Cassie?
2: I've mispronounced a lot of the words I said in the last three minutes. Yeah,
1: but that one you did for the better, my friend.
2: Yeah, I,
0: I do like that makes me feel very powerful I like I feel like a whole new person as Casse, so thank you for that oh Ryan I'm gonna transfer over to you can you tell us about social media
1: yes I can if you want more of us but in social media like what Casse just said then we are on Twitter at your pop filter and we are on Instagram at your pop filter and we are on parlor At your pot filter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At Marco Rubio.
1: If you are rooting for the wrong people in the episode Pennyworth, get our opinions about that on (laughs) (laughs) Parlor.
0: And uh, I believe we got an email. Can you tell us what that is, Ryan?
1: Contact at yourpotfilter.com. That is how you can write in and tell us about porn we're not reviewing or Squirrel Girls (laughs) that we're also not reviewing or uh, porn about Squirrel Girls. Not related to Marvel, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Mike does request all those links. Um, all right, next week we got a big episode because we are dealing with the finale of Marvel Six One Six. We're going to see how we finally felt about this episode as a whole or the series, and just really figure out if we are fans of Marvel. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that. For Mike, and am Ryan for Ryan, I'm Mike for me, I am me. Eve. Bye, everyone.